Well, um, uh, I'm continuing my message on faith basics because um, I think it's important that we walk in faith. And uh, praise God. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I know that our faith is always, you know, a lot of times it's being tested. Anybody's faith being tested out here? Like every day, you know, you, you know, your faith is being tested when you're waking up in a bad mood, when you're angry and upset, you, your faith might be being tested. You know what I'm saying? And um, and so really, uh, when we're walking in faith, we should be walking in some peace. Amen. Can I get an amen? And, and so if we're out of peace, we might be out of faith. Amen. And uh, so uh, let's just go to our foundational scripture. And I love this scripture here. It's in Hebrews eleven six, and hopefully you have that memorized by now. And uh, it says here, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of all those who diligently seek him. So uh, we got to believe that God is and that God is a rewarder. Now, as I was meditating on this, Lots of people, even Christians, believe in the existence of God. They believe that God exists. But it, it, it goes a little further than that. Amen. you got to believe more than that God is. Yeah, oh yeah, God's out there. He is, you know. Even, even you know, some natural people, people that don't have God, you know, really they're not walking with God. Religious people believe that there's a God. But we got to believe more than that, that God just exists. In our faith walk, we got, we got to believe that he, he's more than just a God that just exists in, in, in his heavenly kingdom. No, he's a God that gets involved in our lives every day. He's a personal God that we serve. And we got to get a revelation of this, that God is involved in our lives every day. And he's a personal God. In the Old Testament, there's names for God. Any of you, I've, I've done studies on that. Have you ever studied out the names of God? And there, there's different names, but one of the names that are sticking out for me, because when we believe that God is, you got to believe that God is who? God is El Shaddai. What does that mean? God is El Shaddai. He is the mighty God or the all-sufficient God. In other words, God doesn't lack anything. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? In other words, when you're with God, you don't lack any. Am I preaching today? If you're with God, you don't lack anything. In other words, God is with you. And if he's for you, it doesn't matter how many devils are against you and your family. You and God are a majority. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? You and God. And, and sometimes when we're in life and we're facing different tests and trials, um, sometimes we feel that, that you know, we, we want to feel God. We want to hear a, a, a word from God. I, I, I got a lot of words for you from God right here. You don't have to have an audible voice. You don't have to have. A, thank God we have a prophetic word today that the glory is in this place. Thank God that God's moving in a real way in this service. But you know what? You don't have to have it. All you have to have is the general word of God and believe his word. Amen. Thank God when he confirms through prophecies, when he confirms through a, a word of knowledge. Thank God for those things. But we don't have to have all those things. Amen. We just need to believe. Look at your neighbor and say, believe God's word. 
So we must believe God's word. We must believe in, in the power of God's word. And there's lots of Christians um, that, that they hear the word, but they don't truly believe the word. And, you know, there's even, you know, you know we got to be very careful. And that's what got the Israelites in trouble in the Old Testament was because the Bible says in Hebrews, they didn't mix faith with the word of God. They saw God's miracles, right? The Israelites, you know, God delivered them the 10 plagues. They came out. What was amazing, what, what happened was they, uh, the Israelites were enslaved to the Egyptians and, and God brought them out with silver and gold. And the Bible says there wasn't a feeble person among their tribes. This is Old Testament people. In other words, there wasn't a sick person in the group. Think about that. They came out wealthy and they came out healthy. And we're having problems believing that God can protect us in the new covenant. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we have problems, but God kept the Israelites. How much more in a new covenant that we have can he keep us? I'm going to say this. You can't keep yourself. But God can keep you. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? A lot of times what happens is we, we sometimes we forget the, the, the power of God. We, we, we forget what, uh, you know, that, that God can do something. We, we start putting our faith and trust in natural things. We put our faith and trust in, in natural medical science. Thank God for medical science. Thank God for vitamins. Thank God for medications. I, I'm not against those things. Thank God for, for doctors. Thank God. You know, a lot of us would be dead if it wasn't for doctors. But, you know, let's not put our faith and trust in the doctors. Let's not put our, all our faith and trust in the medications. Let's start putting our faith and trust in the word of God. Let's not wait. See, there's some of us, even some of you are watching online, you're waiting and, 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 and you know God's calling you to be back in church, but you're waiting for them to bring a cure first before you come out to church. Listen, listen, Jesus is the cure. Jesus is your protection. You know, if you can wait to medical science, you may be in the house for a long time. But thank God, you need, you need to take a step of faith and keep walking. In other words, we need to walk out our faith. How many people are walking out our faith? In other words, when things don't look right, when everything seems to go against the word of God, are you still walking out your faith? Are you still coming to church? Hello. Are you still reading your Bible? Hello. Are you still praying? Hello. Are you still praising? Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so we need, we as Christians, we need to not believe just only that God exists. But God is powerful and God is the most powerful being in the universe and nothing can come against his power. Amen. No devil in hell can hinder God's power in your life. And so it's interesting in um, in Matthew 22 and uh, and we're going to look at 29. Uh, the Sadducees came to Jesus. I'm not going to read that whole account, but the Sadducees came to Jesus and uh, the Sadducees did not believe there were Pharisees, which was a religious group that 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 claimed to follow God. And then there were the Sadducees and they had different views. The Sadducees did not believe 
in, that God is the resurrection of the dead. They, they, for some reason, they didn't believe it. The Pharisees did. They believed that God can actually resurrect the dead. And so the Sadducees did not believe in, 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 that God can raise the dead. Okay? And so that's why they were sad, you see. Sadducees. Sadducees. Okay. Man, you say I'm quick. <laughs> Come on. Sadducees. That's why they were sad, you see. And, uh, but they didn't believe in the resurrection of, uh, of the dead. And so they, they started testing Jesus. And they said, and back in that culture, if, uh, if, uh, if a man that was in a family uh, got married to a woman and, and he had brothers and that man died and they had no kids, then, it was, then the brother was supposed to marry the, 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 the widow and to have kids to bring the name of the, uh, of the family out. And so the Pharisees are saying, what if this lady got married seven times, had no kids and died? Which husband would be hers, you know, in the sweet by and by? And, and then Jesus answers them in Matthew 22, verse 29. He's, Jesus answered and said to them, you are mistaking, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. So, so what Jesus was saying to these Sadducees is, you don't understand the scriptures and you don't understand the power of God. God's ability to make something happen. And so, see, and sometimes I think in our belief system, we, we don't understand the scriptures. We, we, we read a scripture and can I get out of my chair today? We read a scripture, but then we say, but I know the word of God says this, but you know, goats, but sheep says, yes, amen, so be it, right? Sheep say, yes, amen, that's what the word, but goats say, but. You see, see, there's no faith in a but. Are you hearing? There's no faith in that. You can't say, well, I know the scripture says this, but. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So we got to get our butts out of the way. Amen. We got, we, are you listening to what I'm saying today? So the sad, so, so he, so Jesus said and answered him, you are mistaken, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. You know, God, God's word is not just a theological understanding of what, what salvation is. There's more than that. It's more than just a Bible lesson and a history lesson. No, there's power in the word of God. Amen. Say, I believe that. I believe and you've got to believe that, that that power works when you believe it and speak it. Amen. And, and let's look at Mark 6, 2. Uh, and six, it says here, um, it says here in six, two and six, it says, and when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach this in the synagogue, talking about Jesus. Many hearing him were astonished, saying, from whence has this man these things and what wisdom in which is given unto him that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. So Jesus was preaching and he was demonstrating the kingdom of God by miracles happening. And so he was in his own hometown and, and now they're questioning. And it says, is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? And are not uh, his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. 
But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, among his own kin, in his own house. And he could there do no mighty works, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went around about the villages teaching. So let, let's let's look at this. Jesus was preaching in his own hometown and uh, and the people started looking at Jesus. And instead of seeing him as a man being anointed by God, doing miracles that God's stamp of approval was in him on him, they started questioning who Jesus was. They said, isn't this the man that was that that was the carpenter? It doesn't he, he comes from a regular family? You know, and they started questioning, uh, uh, you know, Jesus. And, and it says here that that Jesus marveled at their unbelief. And it says here, this is interesting. It says that Jesus could do no mighty works because of their unbelief. This is what I want to say to you today. Can we hinder the power of God in our life through unbelief? Can we? Apparently we can. Because it, it, because it says here that Jesus, not he would not do any mighty works. That he could not do any mighty works. Not that he didn't want to do mighty works. You know, if you're going to be... If you're going to be showing off the kingdom of God and you're showing off the power of God and trying to reveal the glory of God in your ministry, wouldn't it be great that you, you reveal your glory in your own hometown? You know, most of his miracles happened in Capernaum. You know, it, it happened outside his hometown. Most of those miracles. So, 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 so you, you know he wanted to make good in his own hometown. But there were people that would not believe. Listen, listen, it's not just God alone and his power that's going to set you free. You're going to have to start believing. You're going to have to start believing that God's word is true regardless of the circumstances. And too many of us are too focused on circumstances that it's nullifying our faith. And so we got we to get, you know, our, our faith in gear and start believing that this year that God is going to do mighty miracles. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So we got look at your neighbor and say, get your faith in gear. Amen. And, and, and throttle it as hard as you can. Amen. Um, and so, so, so look at this. In 2 Timothy 3, 5, this is very interesting. Uh, this is uh, Paul talking to Timothy, and he's talking about people in the last days. And he starts saying that there's people in the last days, they're going to be lovers of themselves. They're going to be disrespectful to parents. They're going to be hateful and all this. He's talking about people in the last days. But one of the things he says in the fifth verse of 2 Timothy 3, he says, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. In other words, there's a lot of people that say that they're Christians and they believe, but they're denying the power of God in their life. They have a form of godliness. Yes, they read their Bible. Yes, they may come to church. They may say, yes, amen, pastor. But they, but, but they don't really truly believe that the power of God can work in their life. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? We got to start believing that God can do the impossible. We got to start believing that when we lay hands on the sick, God's going to do his work and recover those people that are sick. Somebody say, I got to believe. We don't need to have a form of godliness and we don't want to deny the power of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? See, I believe that this is a faith church. See, we're, we walk by faith and not by sight. So we're not considering. Yes, I'm not. I'm not. Yes, I'm saying it. I'm not considering the circumstances. I'm not going to allow the circumstances that may look contrary to God's word to override the truth of God's word in my life. I'm not going to allow it. I'm not going to allow what I see, even though it may look contrary to what I'm believing. I'm not going to let that trump my faith. You know, OK, listen, if you're going to have faith, you're going to have to keep hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The problem with a lot of us is we're not hearing the word of God enough. What we're hearing is we're hearing a lot of bad news more than the word of God. We're listening to the, the, the watching CNN, you know, the corrupt news network. We're and uh, we're, 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 you know, all the news networks, they have corruption in it. They, they preach a narrative. Man, I'm preaching today. I'm not taking it back. And they preach an area and they will keep telling you it just keeps getting worse. It's getting worse. Not in my life. Amen. It's getting better. Amen. The church is getting more full of people. Glory to God. People are coming out of the lockdown in Jesus name. I believe that. People are believing God's word. You know, I was talking to one of the members here, Robert, and, and Robert had a problem. I don't think it was cancer, but it was something similar to that. And, and it was, it, it may have been life-threatening. And, and this was a few years back. And, and um, you know, I prayed for, for, for Robert and, and the power of God hit him and, and touched him. But, but he just didn't just rely on that. Thank God he just didn't rely on He took the healing scriptures and he started reading the healing scriptures and, and confessing it out loud. Now, you know, when, when you get a bad report, I'm going to say what happens is normally fear will come into your equation. Whenever there's a bad report, the devil wants to put fear in us uh, or get us in fear. Amen. You can't allow fear to be in your life. And, and so even even even, you know, when you get a report, even Robert was dealing with some fear because the enemy is going to say, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. You might catch Corona. You're going to listen. Listen, you may catch Corona or you may not. You may get hit by a car. You may slip in the bathtub. You better have some faith for living your life. In other words, there's a thousand ways you could die. There's a thousand ways. I, I, and I doubt it's going to be the coronavirus. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? No, you better have faith to live. You know what I'm saying? You better start believing that God's power can protect you regardless of what the circumstances are. You know, my mom was, was uh, in Pennsylvania. And she was out there. I don't know what the reason was, uh, but she was out there visiting her relatives and she was at a restaurant and uh, the restaurant uh, had um, was, you know, elevated and had, uh, I guess, um, concrete steps that came up to the to the restaurant. And when she came down, I guess they were steep. She fell 
and she fell down. I don't know how many steps there were, three or four steps, all the way down to the ground. And you know what? You know, she should have been hurt. And she said she didn't feel any pain. And she went to the doctor and nothing. She had not a broke, nothing broke, everything. Why? Because she has angels around her, guarding her and protecting her in all her ways. It was a miracle. See, we can die over anything, but you know what? God is with us. We can't be afraid of some corona, some invisible virus. No, there's, a, there's an invisible power of God that's resident when we believe him. We just got to start believing him. We just got to believe that he can save us, he can deliver us, and he can set us free. We got to mix with believing with our faith. Amen. We got to mix it. So, so we don't want to have a form of godliness and deny the power of God in our life. And, and, we, and we don't want to, you know, be, oh, you never know what, what can happen. But this, but that. Anything can happen when you get up in the morning. But thank God we can trust God. Say, I trust God. Amen. In Romans 12 and 2, it says this way. Because, see, see the, the, the world worries. The world frets. The world is, is super cautious in, 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 in how they live their life because they're trying to protect themselves, right? In other words, they want to protect themselves. But in, in God, when you're, de when, you're, when, you're, when you're dead to yourself and you're alive in Christ, you don't need to have self-preservation kicking in into your life. In other words, when you're already dead, then, then, then nothing's going to worry you. In other words, you're alive in Christ. You're not trying to protect yourself. Amen. Amen. No, 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 no. You're living your life for Christ. Amen. And when you live your life for Christ, God takes care of you. Thank you Amen. I'm telling you, I'm preaching this morning. So it says in Romans 12 and 2, it says, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of mind that you may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So, so what it is saying is that as Christians, we can take on the, the world's views. We can take on the world's fears. We can take on the way the world acts. And we're not supposed to be like that. No, we're supposed to take on how Christ would act. Amen. And so when, let me just finish the story with with uh, Robert. He 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 took the scriptures that we have and, you know, and he started reading them out loud. And he and I was talking to him just before the service. He probably didn't even know I was going to add this into my message. But anyway, thank you, Robert. And um, and so. Uh, he said, at, Pastor, as I started reading the scriptures out loud, at first it didn't really kick in. But after a while, I started believing. I started believing. In other words, the word of God will cause belief to come into your system. And after a while, he started walking in true faith. Because there's a false faith called mental ascent. That's a false faith. You're mentally assenting to the truth, but you're not really walking in it. You say, oh, yes, amen. But, but yeah, oh, yes, amen. God wants to prosper me and, and bless me financially, but you don't tithe. Hell, it's quiet in this Methodist church. Because if you really believe that God wants to prosper and bless you, 
then you're, oh, I'm preaching today. It was good up until that point, Pastor. Did you have to talk about money? But what I'm saying is, is that our faith is going to be tested in every area of our lives. It will be tested in our finances. And, and the proof in the pudding or the proof in the pudding in the eating is, are you going to be obedient to his word? Are you going to be a giver? Are you going to be a sower? Are you going to sow? Are you, is your faith in your savings account or is it in the account of the almighty God? No, my faith, my, my money could be gone like that. I could have money and it could be gone. But my faith better be, my trust and faith better be in God Almighty. In other words, in God we trust. Amen. And so when we give out of a heart of faith and, 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 and devotion and love, we don't give by law, we give by love. It's not a law thing, it's a love thing. It's your love and devotion. You tithe give up because you love God, not because it's a law, it's a love thing. It's a devotion thing. You want to sh show to God that you love him and, and, and that, that, your, that your money is, it, it, it belongs to God. But what belongs to God, uh, what you have belongs to God and what God has belongs to you. Amen. Because remember, I preached last week or maybe the other week that it's God's. He, he, he delights in giving us the kingdom of God. He delights in giving us the kingdom. Amen. And so we don't want to have a form of godliness and, and deny the power. And we don't want to be conformed to the world, but we want to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. By the way, uh, Robert, I was believing uh, when he went into surgery uh, and they said that it was a lot less than what they thought it was. And it was a very minor, minor surgery when he went in. And matter of fact, they said that the growth that was that they were dealing with was shrinking. Was a lot less. Matter of fact, they said, if you wait a couple more weeks, we probably didn't even have to do surgery. No, I'm just adding that in. But, but Robert was saying, man, pastor, I should have believed that I even had that surgery done. You know, and why? Because sometimes it's a process. Some of us, we want it like microwave faith. We want it right now. But sometimes there's a process in walking it out. Yo, do you got to walk it out, Pastor? Yeah, you got to walk it out until the blessings start running after you. You got to walk it out. Somebody say, I'm walking it out. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I remember a story about this lady. And... Uh, and this was in World War II, and this was over in London. And she was, and, and what would happen was that, you know, Germany was bombing uh, England at that time. And uh, so whenever the, the sirens would go off, people would run to the, uh, you know, the, uh, the shelters, the bomb shelters. Remember, I think back in the 70s, if you didn't have a bomb shelter, you weren't in, you know. And I think people were building bomb shelters back in the 70s because they were afraid of nuclear war. But, uh, and, uh, and so they would run to the bomb shelters. And, and one of the people noticed one of the ladies that normally is in that bomb shelter, she wasn't there. And every time those sirens, everybody would huddle in that bomb shelter, right? And, and, and they said, what happened? Did she get killed? You know, because they're dropping bombs down here. And so finally, one of the people who were just trying to figure out saw her on the street uh, like a couple days later and said, hey, we, 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 thought you were, we thought you were out for the count. We thought you didn't make it. Uh, you haven't been coming to the bomb shelter. Why? She said, well, you know, I, I read in the scriptures that, you know, God never sleeps or slumbers. 
And, um, and I figured that if he doesn't sleep or slumber, then why should I stay up at, at night and, and, and worry about my life? So I, I decided to put my faith in God and just go home when the sirens went off. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so this was a script. So, so in other words, she put her faith and trust in God and she survived the war. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Now, look, look at this. Now, I'm not saying not be, be cautious, but I'm saying that she allowed her faith to kick in. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.